0: Hello everyone, welcome to the Triangles Meditation Group. Today is May 30th, 2022. So as we do each week, let's begin with a moment of silence, followed by a sounding of the Noontime Recollection. We know, O Lord of life and love, about the need. Touch our hearts anew with love that we too may love and give. Each week we come together on Mondays to have a twofold purpose. One is to introduce this planetary service of triangles using the power of thought to people who are new to it and to aid them in the forming of triangles. So if you're new to this work and might want to consider forming a triangle, you can put your name in the chat box and hopefully two other people on the webinar will agree to form a triangle with you. And we also come together for people who are already members of Triangles to participate in a meditative visualization uh, in support of this work to strengthen it. So Triangles is a simple visualization technique using the power of thought and prayer to uplift and transform planetary consciousness by distributing the energies of light and goodwill through the planetary energy body, the planetary etheric network. And to help try and change that network, which we're told at present is principally composed of a network of squares, which is representative of uh, a non-sacred planet, of a planet that's not working fully in alignment with its soul, with its higher purpose. And through the work of triangles we help to stimulate and reconfigure the planetary network so that it can be changed into a network of triangles which is reflective of a sacred planet a soul-infused planet and a planet that is working out its purpose and so it's a wonderful service that we can contribute to in cooperation with the great lives who stand behind our planetary evolution. We're not working alone, but we can become the distributing agents for that light. So the work is simply the establishing of a lighted triangle uh, between three people who agree to vivify their triangular link every day. So three people form a triangle and they connect with each other mentally, spiritually, and in a spirit of goodwill to all humanity. And then they place their triangle within the larger network of planetary group of people who are working in triangles. And then through the use of the Great Invocation, which is a powerful world prayer, the energies are distributed through the network and released into the consciousness of all people who can respond to spiritual stimulation. So this work need only take a few minutes each day, and it can therefore be fit into even the busiest of schedules. So we'll encourage you all to form a triangle, either here or through our Triangles Meditation Group Facebook page, um, or in your community, finding two people who believe in the power of thought simply reaching out to them and explaining a little bit about what Triangles is about. And we're happy to send you pamphlets or great invocation cards, uh, triangles, pins. We have all kinds of information about Triangles that can help you in your outreach work. So we encourage you to do that. And you can put your name in the chat box if you would like to receive some materials to do your work and so today after the meditation we really look forward to having a return guest christina kosmodaki from greece christina's been involved in working with a unit of service in greece for many years distributing the bailey books they have a large group there it's very impressive Uh, the greek people are very bright and very attuned to the esoteric, it seems. And her talk will be focused on the science of impression. So I look forward to hearing from Christina. And tonight here in New York, we are having our monthly new moon meditation meeting, which we encourage you all to link up with. Um, That will begin at 6 p.m. Eastern daylight time and um, maybe michael will put the link for that in the chat box so we hope to see as many of you as possible there so now as we do each week let's begin with a brief visualization to set the tenor for the work ahead
1: let's visualize the planet as a sphere of lighted energy.
0: Now visualize within that sphere a triangle composed of the three planetary centers, the highest planetary head center, Shambhala, the planetary heart center, the spiritual
1: hierarchy, and the planetary throat center, humanity.
0: Visualize these energies circulating, flowing in all directions from point to point around the triangle, filling it with light. and superimposed on that triangle, visualize a five-pointed star, the star of the world teacher, whose
1: task is to link east and west, past and future, radiating the energies of love wisdom
0: At each point of the star, the sphere of his activity stands an outpost of his consciousness, the five planetary centers. Visualize the energies radiating forth from the center of the star through the five points.
1: London. dealing. New York Geneva Tokyo
0: Visualize these outpouring energies enlivening small groups gathering everywhere, aiding them to focus and direct the energies into the consciousness of all humanity, solving its problems,
1: creating right human relations, restoring peace on earth. Sound the mantra and we project
0: a rainbow bridge towards the spiritual hierarchy. Radiance we are and power. We stand forever with our hands stretched out, linking the heavens and the earth, the inner world of meaning and the subtle world of glamour. We reach into the light As I mentioned earlier, today is the day of the Gemini New Moon, a potent interlude, the lower interlude in the spiritual month, and particularly potent as we move now towards the Gemini Full Moon, which takes place two weeks from today, when there is a powerful release of the cumulative energies that have been gathered from this higher interlude period of the Aries, Taurus, and now the Gemini full moons. The energies are powerful during this interim period between these two powerful full moons. And so this point, this new moon is particularly powerful as well. And so I wanted to just um, share a few thoughts about the opportunity for us, um, those of us who stand within the heart center of the new group of world servers uh, during this time. Because as we know, there are relatively speaking few members of the human family that understand much about this uh, work that we do. And so it's therefore incumbent upon us to try and hold our alignment and work to serve the spiritual hierarchy at this time. And this festival in true Gemini fashion, we're told is a dual festival. Um, It's the festival of the Christ, but it's also the festival of humanity. And Christ here stands perhaps in a triple role, because we know he stands at the center of the spiritual hierarchy. He stands as the God-man, the leader and eldest in a great family of brothers amongst humanity. He emerged out of humanity, but he also is a member of the highest center, the spiritual hierarchy. And increasingly, because humanity is um, more receptive to the energies of the spiritual will. He is linking very much between all three centers at this full moon time. And we're encouraged to aid him in his work. The teachings of the Aegis Wisdom really aid us to understand more fully um, somewhat about the nature of the Christ we understand him through the law of rebirth as the eldest as i said in a great family of brothers sometimes called in the ancient books the first flower on the human tree he said to be the first of the human kingdom of the what's called the earth chain humanity to have achieved liberation And that his achievement was unparalleled never before had anyone achieved such a rapid liberation and he stands in that position today it would seem but it's held out to humanity to the human kingdom particularly because incident to the changes that are afoot in our world as we enter into the aquarian age and move forward It's said that many members of the human kingdom will begin to approximate a speed, perhaps not equal to that of the Christ, but that there will be a much rapid um, achieving of liberation among the sons of men because of the institution of the path of initiation on our planet. This initiatory path really speeds up Um, evolutionary development, but it has its risks, as we can see on the many challenges confronting humanity today. Uh, It's not easy to be stimulated by the highest center when we have yet um, fully learned to appropriate the middle center in our planetary life. So there's challenges, there's particularly challenges at these higher interlude periods and so we have to learn to distribute the energies and to work with them, not to take them in so much into our own physical vehicles, but to distribute them to all humanity and to the lower kingdoms in nature. So I just wanted to say, highlight a passage that's quite interesting from the Tibetan that doesn't get always a lot of um, focus in our work. And this is from The Externalization of the Hierarchy, page 555 to 557, wherein the Tibetan speaks of, in a very unique way, about this festival of humanity, this festival of the Christ, festival of goodwill, festival of unification. All of these are names of this festival, and perhaps we could attribute each one of them to the four days that the Tibetan asks us to celebrate this festival. It's as if he's saying, indeed, that there are four ceremonies within a sacred part of our planetary life wherein the hierarchy and the Christ gather together to distribute the energies that have been accumulating over the course of this higher interlude period. So four days the three days, this is my interpretation, that the three, the first three days precede the actual day of the full moon, and then the fourth day, it seems, is the day of the full moon itself, the day of safeguarding. And he says that each of these three days that precede the full moon are focused around and distributing agents for Three great sounds that were released into our planet at the time of Wasek. Three sounds. And so that we can work with them, he gives us three keynotes, which is his interpretation of how, what those sounds meant in a human, for a human understanding. And so he gives each of these keynotes, and he asks us to cooperate with them on each of those three days, one for each day. And since they relate specifically to the Great Invocation, I thought it would be helpful for us to have them in our mind during this two-week period, when we say the Great Invocation, to keep these keynotes in mind and what he relates each of them to. So the first keynote is that of love, And he says, it's love in the hierarchical sense, free from sentiment, emotion, and personal emphasis. It's a love that sacrifices and understands, that acts with strength and decision, and that works on behalf of the whole and not in the interests of any group or individual. So on this third day before the full moon, The Christ intones the great invocation and then the gathered members of the spiritual hierarchy on this first day intone the first stanza of the great invocation while focusing on this theme of love. This is my interpretation of what he's saying. There could be veils. It could be that he's not giving us the true order, but it seems to me that he is. So then on the second day preceding the full moon, he asks us to focus, excuse me, on that first, that third, first day before the full moon, the third day, sorry, he asks us to focus, those of us who are members of triangles and goodwill, the goodwill work, to have those activities in mind during that first day. Then on the second day, the members of the hierarchy sound, the second stanza of the great invocation, following upon the Christ's sounding of the entire Great Invocation. And he asks us, those of us who understand somewhat the nature of the opportunity here, to focus on the second day, on the second stanza, on the idea of resurrection, the resurrection life, the new note of livingness, the living Christ, life more abundantly, real values emerging in the world and to focus on the work of the new group of world servers as we focus sound the great invocation during the second stanza we focus on the new group of world servers and then on the day before the new moon, full moon the keynote is contact establishing a closer relationship between christ and his people between hierarchy and humanity and the hierarchy following the christ sounding of the great invocation the hierarchy gathered sounds the third stanza of the great invocation and focuses on the theme of contact and relates it again to the triangles work and to the goodwill work so we have a real opportunity here to strengthen these two service activities which were so important in bringing the ideas forward to public attention that the tibetan uh, dedicated so much of his life and work to and then on the fourth day the day of the full moon itself there's another solemn ceremony within the hierarchy wherein the christ sounds the entire invocation prefacing each stanza with its appropriate keynote And we're also told he sounds the last sermon of the Buddha on this day. So I'll just close with the Tibetan saying that I would call your attention to the interest shown by the hierarchy in the embryonic efforts in which you are engaged and which I started This triangles, world goodwill, and the information about the new group of world servers. I would point out, however, that the attention paid is not exclusive, but that wherever two or three are gathered together in the name of the master of the hierarchy, energy will flow. And that wherever goodwill is a goal and evokes effort, in no matter what form, the energy of the will to good will make itself felt. And that the new group of world servers is a far larger group than just the few known to you. Today, today its members are several million. So this is the opportunity held out to us at this time. And so we're asked to cooperate with it. And that's from Externalization of the Hierarchy, page 555 to 557. So let's now work with our meditation. Let's visualize an even arm cross and take our stand within the center of that cross, focusing as a group
1: on the mental plane, linking in thought as a soul, as a
0: point of love and light with all people throughout the world who are working in this triangle's meditation group.
1: We project a line of lighted energy towards the highest center, Shambhala. and sound together the affirmation of the will. In the center of the will of God,
0: I stand. Nought shall deflect my will from his. I implement that will by love. I turn towards the field of service. I, the triangle divine, Work out that will within the square and serve my fellow men.
1: Using the creative
0: imagination, link with two other points of light to create a triangle of light. Visualize the triangle in which you are working as an essential part of the Radiant Worldwide Triangle's network. the consciousness immersed within the light of the group's soul, the heart of love which underlies and infuses the network. Found together the mantra of unification, projecting a rainbow bridge towards the spiritual hierarchy. The sons of men are one, and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve, and not exact due service. I seek to heal, Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages be gone. Let love prevail. Let all people love.
1: Distribution,
0: sounding the great invocation, silently or aloud. And as we repeat each stanza, let's visualize the network acting as a link between the world of spiritual realities and humanity, as a channel through which light, love, and divine purpose may flow into human consciousness. where evil dwells,
1: let light and love and power restore the plan on earth.
0: And if you'd like to help um, make World Invocation Day known, you can use our website. That's www.worldinvocationday.org. And it has all the information you need about World Invocation Day that you can share on social media or with friends through email and videos. So we encourage you to reach out to your networks to make this day a big day. So now we're going to hear from Christina. Hello, Christina.
2: Hello, I hope you can hear me.
0: Yes, yes.
2: So greetings to all of you from Greece. And thank you so much, Kathy, for this invitation, giving the joy of sharing. Today, our triangle group meeting coincides with a significant crossing point, as you mentioned, within this most sacred period of the three major spiritual festivals, the Gemini New Moon. This New Moon stands as a signpost or a door between the Great Festival of May, the Taurus Full Moon of Wesak, and the Festival of June at the Gemini Full Moon in the sign of the Twin Brothers, also, as a link between honoring the Maiores, Majors, deriving from Mayus, May, and Maya, and the Juniors, Juniors, connected with June and Juno, which relates the elder brothers, the masters of wisdom with humanity. This third culminating festival has several names, such as the Festival of the Christ, the Festival of Goodwill, the festival of unification, and also the festival of humanity, all of which convey great significance if rightly pondered upon. The emphasis of the new moon is to express and extend the energy and inspiration received at the time of the full moon through service activity within the three worlds of human life and need. In the rhythmic pattern of energy flow, this Gemini New Moon stands as the monthly lower interlude between two of the, of the three most important full moon festivals of the higher interlude period of the spiritual year. The meditation theme at the New Moon is strengthening the hands of the new group of world servants. They are the mediating group between hierarchy and humanity, joining in prices illumined by Taurus and responsive in degree to the Aquarian hierarchical impulse. Their role and destiny as the planetary Asna center are of unique importance at this transition period between two great ages and their major task is highlighted in the seed thought used by Lucy's trust in the new moon meditation. It goes as follows through the impression and expression of certain great ideas, humanity must be brought to the understanding of the fundamental ideals which will govern the new age. We read in the book, Telepathy and the etheric vehicle that the science of impression, if studied by the disciples in the world and by the new group of world servers, will greatly facilitate the presentation of those ideals which must and will condition the thinking of the new age and will eventually produce the new culture and the new civilized expression, which lies ahead of humanity, superseding the present civilization and providing the next field of expression for mankind. We might realize once again, that both the words impression and expression shares a common root word in the etymology. To notice here that etymologia in Greek signifies speaking or conveying the truth. It is in Latin that we find the same core idea when the prefix in and or out is added to the root verb primere, which means to press, hold fast, compress, and to apply with pressure, make a permanent image A characteristic mark. This idea of characteristic mark may bring in a new perspective as to what the mark of the savior might look like which is foretold to be seen above the aura of the group of the world servers. This reciprocal process between impression and expression will be better understood as a result of the fast and curious entrance of the seventh ray and the consequent awakening of human consciousness into new realities and rhythms with the sub- subsidiary effect of pressure strain stress and tension a beautiful description of this impressive procedure of abstract ideas precipitating and manifesting upon upon the physical plane imprinted in form comes from an allegory presented by the ancient Greek philosopher Plato, 2,500 years ago, in his incisive and comprehensive work, Theotetus. Let us call it the gift of the muses' mother memory and say that whenever we wish to remember something we see or hear or conceive in our minds, we hold these wax under the perceptions or ideas and imprint them on it as we might stamp the impression of a seal ring. Plato had much to say regarding the nature of intelligence and his most well-known comments are in the dialogue Theatetus. Socrates asked Theatetus to imagine that there exists in the mind of man, a block of wax that is of different sizes in different men. The block of wax also can differ in hardness, moistness, and purity. Socrates, citing Homer, suggests that when the wax is pure and clear and sufficiently deep, the mind easily will learn and retain information and will not be subject to confusion. It only will think things that are true. And because the impressions in the wax are clear, These impressions will be distributed quickly into their proper places on the block of wax. But when the wax is muddy or impure or very soft or very hard, there will be defects of the intellect. People whose wax is soft will be good at learning, but be apt to forget. People whose wax is shaggy or ragged or gritty or whose wax has an admixture of earth or dung will have only indistinct impressions. Those with with hard wax will have the same because there will be no depth to their thoughts. If the wax is too soft, the impressions will be indistinct because they easily can be confused or remolded. We know wax as a substance that is secreted by bees and is used by them for constructing the honeycomb. We know it as a dull, yellow, solid plastic, which when warmed, becomes soft, impressionable, or readily molded. We know wax also as an intransitive verb, meaning to increase in size, strength, and intensity, to grow in volume, duration, and towards full development, usually understood in relation to the phases of the waxing and waning moon. What is maybe less clear in its relation and correspondence is, sorry, what is maybe less clear is the relation and correspondence with its higher counterpart, the etheric body, the body of golden light, the vehicle of prana or life force, the vital body. It is through this flame-colored vehicle, the body etheric, which is part of universal effort that all energies flow whether emanating from the soul or from the sun or from the planet and it's along those living lines of fiery essence that pass on contacts it is the medium through which the thought currents or impressions from no matter what source must pass in order to make an impact upon the human brain The most inclusive term given to the etheric body is the cosmic intermediary. The zodiacal sign which has the closest affinity with the etheric body is Gemini, and in the symbolism of the twin brothers, one mortal, the other immortal, we may draw some deeper reflections upon the function of the double by which the etheric body is sometimes called. This as we well know from and through our triangle work is the underlying etheric web or energy pattern connecting and relating the inner world of spiritual reality and the world of outer form. The link can provide access for the divine energy to flow from the highest realms straight into the darkest places of Earth. Triangles, literally, three angles from Greek, tria or triad, are, as we may assume, closely connected through number association with this third sign, Gemini. Due to the fact that it is also the first air sign, air being the symbol of mind, enhanced by the esoteric ruler of Gemini, Venus, it clearly points out that the work of the network of light and goodwill has its focus on the mental plane, serving as a channel to let light and love and power restore the planet Earth.
0: Thank you. Thank you so much, Christina. It's such a, a deep idea about these impressions and uh, how the Greeks thought about that. It's, so, it's very fascinating, and I'm sure. It seems to be proving true in the studies of many scientists who are working with the brain these days. They're coming up with similar ideas, wouldn't you think? Yes. Yeah.
2: But the etheric body, being etheric, walks. It's really something new, and yeah, it comes with the etheric vision. I think, and yeah. the seventh ray is
0: yeah it's interesting that he does as you said state that gemini is the sign most intimately connected with the etheric body and so i think to the extent that we work with our tools that we're given such as the great invocation it can really um, be shed abroad through that body during this period I guess, I think that's why he focused so much on our use of the great invocation at this time.
2: Yes, after all, I think, if you allow me, that these signs of impression, uh, also the signs of invocation and evocation, and also the creative work, are all connected with the science of contact. And if Even. the signs of impression may represent the first aspect. The, the science of invocation, evocation is the second aspect that we also mentioned. Gemini is strong connected with Christ and Christ consciousness, and second aspect, love, wisdom. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, there is a woman. Had her hand up before. I'm not sure. Um, I can see if she still has a question or comment. Um, Rosani, I'm not sure if you're still here. I guess you're still here, but I don't know if you want to unmute your microphone. Maybe you her question is oh, hi. Yes. Did you still? Did, you had your hand raised for a while ago, but maybe. Did you have a, a comment? Uh, no. Okay. Right. Just, I just say hi when they, okay. when the meeting is there with the Zoom start. Okay, Be- thank you. Oh, i to you, thanks. Um, there's a few questions in the chat box, uh, Christina, if you'd like to address. Them. Mm.
2: Um, I would like to say, first of all, that, uh, those who can have the transcript where the sources are noticed, which I didn't mention for not being too late in talking.
1: Um, I'm going through, but I... (laughs)
0: There's one question I saw on, he's asking, Nathaniel's asking what's the meaning of the Day of Safeguarding?
2: It's on the talk you gave at the beginning, I think.
0: Well, I mean, you probably have an answer for that if you'd like to share it.
1: Would you, would you like to share on that?
2: I have a feeling or an impression, but it's not easy to formulate.
0: <laughs> That's okay. That's okay. Um, well, I mean, the day of safeguarding simply to me is highlighting the sacredness of the day of the full moon itself, where we're asked to maintain a spiritual silence in the midst of our daily lives and keep connected with the hierarchy as much as we can. Um, the transcript was uploaded, but maybe Michael, if he's, he could upload it again. It's, Do you have any other thoughts that you'd like to share? Um, well, here's another one from John. Do you see that one?
2: <laughs> yes.
0: You could the read The Greek that.
2: word for wax is a great keri. Great is big, anyway. We encounter this word in medicine and physiology: keratin. This is the type of protein that makes hair and name There is a similar sense to the Greek word plastikos, which means impressionably plastic. I do so love the dialogue of Plato. Yes, yes, it intermingles everything in the languages, in all branches of science and everywhere, I think. Yes, indeed. Which all convey if, if one wants to see the same truths, actually. Um, In my mind is uh, something that uh, Madame Blavatsky said in the Secret Doctrine that in the future and not too far away, the matter will be having a new quality, a fourth quality, impermeability. What was the word? Impermeability, permeable, mm. mm-hmm. penetrating into something, if, if I'm saying it right. Yeah. But um, meaning that what the scientists are seeing now through the forms, big spaces between electrons and everything, it will be seen like that meaning more etheric, more subtle.
1: Yeah.
0: There's another comment from Swan. I don't know if you see that.
2: On the analogy of the walks. Could you say something more about how to attain the right balance between softness and hardness in the etheric body? Ah. <laughs> um, I think if uh, the flow of energy is uh, facilitated, through several practices and meditation and sharing and service. The plasticity of the etheric will be given
1: or developed. The triangle
2: work does, I think, the same thing, helping the circulation of energies of light and love going through the etheric. Yeah. Our etheric, the planetary etheric, and even further.
0: Yeah, the energy certainly flows much more freely through a triangle than through a square. Mm-hmm. So
2: Mm. There is also another question, how to maintain a good impression without the emotional or astral influence? This is a very good question. Not that I can directly answer it, but I, during studying the topic, I came across a quote that the says to initiate that they can bring impression downwards, let's say, by avoiding completely the emotional or astral body.
1: Easier said, of course, than done, but it's a right direction. It's another
2: beautiful comment, imagining a future where safeguarding all the kingdoms of manifestation on earth is our main activity.
0: Yeah.
2: The names of the dialogues of Plato are all in the transcript. Um, I don't know if I can write them here. Um, Socrates, Tetus are difficult to pronounce, but uh, once you see them written, you maybe will recognize them. Yes,
1: it's Tetus. Somebody's asking about the schedule for the common conferences in Geneva.
2: There is a link in the Lucis
0: Trust. a link page. On, our, on our homepage. You can just go to the banner yes, yes. on the homepage, lucistrust.org, and you'll find mm-hmm. the times there.
2: May I read another one? Yeah. By Matthew M. Mm-hmm receiving impressions from the spiritual intuition and being able to formulate this into understandable ideas is facilitated by our sincere aspiration to know what is absolutely true and most important. Absolutely.
1: Of course, we have to consider that uh, this science of impression
2: is in the beginning now. I mean, it will come as long as, as the time proceeds and the efforts of all disciples and aspirants and the new group of world servers are working towards this idea of contact.
0: Yeah, I think the second decanate of the Aquarian Age will really facilitate the use of the etheric and the mind in new ways uh, ruled by Mercury. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's a long way, some 800 years away. But everything we do is preparing for that.
2: Yes, yes. But I think this goes also together with the will to express on which we spoke the other day but it's the other side let's say of it let's see the wax you cannot press something that is not pressed in that doesn't show Somebody says that a phenomenal practice called Hamsak is an extremely effective technique and tool for that. I'm not aware of it, what Hamsak is. I, I don't even. something about it. And Santana says that we must work to become pure, clear channels for the higher energies by first purifying our physical and emotional and mental vehicles, so that impressions are not distorted by emotional dramas or mental illusions. And Maria Cristina says that triangle means balance in between the three aspects of manifestation, light, love and power. When the energies are organized in a triangular formation, Synthesis is then possible. There are, I, th- I see 18 new messages, but I <laughs> can't um, so quickly through all of them. I'm really
0: sorry. No, we c- you can't address all of them, but you're doing well. I guess
2: all of them are very interesting because the topic is interesting and the Yeah. Are also very interesting. We
1: are in. Yeah. And
2: today, of course.
1: Yes, interesting day.
0: Well, I'll send you all of these comments so you can. Thank you. Yes. See them and thank thank you so much, Christina, for presenting here and. Thank you. for all the work that you're you doing all the work you do in greece to help the work the one work and so thank all of you as well who are participating and we'll just close now by visualizing the planet as a sphere of lighted energy
1: Thank you.